Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. Tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Buy-in and change. Yep, that's the topic of today's episode. I'm teaming these two things together. Um, you know, it's the end of the year. It's the end of 2018. I don't know if you're listening to this at the end of the year. Maybe you're listening to this to start of uh, next year. I mean, I've, I've had people listening to my 2017 preview uh, podcast episodes all the time. But one of the things that I find really interesting and something that I you know work hard to kind of better understand, wrap my head around, is you know this is a time where people are making goals. People are really trying to achieve new things, which I think is super exciting, especially because, you know, I call myself a change evangelist per se. But I also think it's an interesting time where people struggle to make a difference and they're trying to figure out what, where does this all work? How does this all play together? And, and so the first thing I want to talk about on this episode is getting buy-in. You know, I talk uh, on a lot of stages about marketing change, about technology. I talk about uh, brands using video, maybe brands doing influencer marketing with Instagram takeovers. Uh, I talk about the power of podcasting, and we all know my mantra is pretty simple: press the damn button. But beyond press the damn button, what is what else does it mean? Like where where do we start? You know, and press the damn button just means you're doing it. How do I I get buy in? And here's the thing. I, I think empathy is an interesting concept here, but uh, stay with me for a minute. Let me, let me paint this picture. When you're trying to get somebody to embrace something new, you have to approach it not from how you believe it's going to work, but how they're going to accept it. What I mean by that is I think too often when we're trying to get someone to buy in on change, for someone to do something different or adopt a new technology or do something new, we try to force them to do it or we tell them why we think we sh- they should do it, right? Why, why do we think they need to change? And I think that's the problem because nobody likes to be told to change. Nobody likes to be forced to change. But if you present something in a way that lets them see the light from their own point of view, it, le- it addresses their pain points. You'd be amazed at how good the buy-in happens from that standpoint, right? And so a perfect example is I had a gentleman uh, come up to me after I spoke at an event here in Denver last week. And he said, Brian, I saw you speaking uh, in the summertime out here in Denver. And I came back to see you again. He goes, and here's the thing. He's like, uh, I can't remember exactly the industry. I believe it was uh, he, he does private airplanes. And he was like, I believe you know in your idea of relatability. I understand the importance of video. He's like, but one of the things that I struggle with is I have bosses and people that work at my company that don't see that light or struggle and say, well, we're a company that only um, that is for private you know, executives. We need to be perfect. We need to be polished. We need to be less relatable and more as like an elite thing. And here's the thing. like, I believe in exclusivity. I think exclusivity is extremely important, extremely valuable, but it's also comes down to, okay, well, if your boss believes that all brands or all people that are purchasing luxury items require perfection or seek perfection, it's now your job to present your argument in a way that debunks what they're pushing back. You just telling them, no, you're wrong does not work. But if I, you know, one of the things I would do is I would, there's a, there's a luxury, uh, 
yacht company that does some great videos on uh, on LinkedIn. And I would go and I would use those videos, right? I would talk to your boss and say, look at these videos. These videos aren't perfect. These videos aren't, uh, you know, what we would consider something that we, but that's our target demo. The other thing is you want to make sure that you are presenting your argument focused towards the target demo because just because your boss doesn't think it'll work, well, don't don't try to sell your boss on it. Prove to your boss that your current customers feel this way, right? Interview your customers or your clients. And I think this is, you know, one of those things that I I I find is is a really big struggle, right? And I think the other part of this, and the reason I teamed this episode together um, in one was I talked about buy-in, and now I want to address something that I think is also, you know, this is a massive epidemic that we have today um, in our digital world more so than anything else, is one of the biggest struggles I believe that we have, uh, one of the things that I think that we, we have to think about right now is we can see our competition. Our competition is right there in front of us every single day, thanks to social media, thanks to digital marketing, thanks to everything that pretty much exists in our world right now. And because of that, um, we're constantly judging ourselves about what other people post. And and this isn't me getting on a soapbox saying, you know, don't judge your bad day against someone else's grass is greener post. I think it's actually taking it a different way and saying, like, when I see somebody, and this is something that I've had a struggle with, right? You know, when I see someone in my industry or my space doing something amazing, your, your first inkling is, why is that not me? Why do I not have that success? Why did that client not hire me? Why am I not able to get those interviews? Why did I not get an offer to be on Facebook Watch? But the, the, the thing that I've been working really hard on, and I, th- I think it's something we all have to think about, is when we're, when we're looking at someone else's success, what we have to ask ourselves is, does their success match the success that we are looking for? And and this goes in beyond even success for what they're doing, the work that they're putting in, does that get them one step closer to their goal? And would it get me one step closer to my goal? And this is one of those interesting ones because, you know, I've been writing a book and writing a book is something I feel like I kind of been forced to do. It's something that I realize um, I need to do for my business. I need to do it um, as a speaker. I need to do it because I, I feel like I have a lot of good things to say. And I uh, and I think that that's a medium that I really want to put out there. But there's some other people in my space or my industry that put out three or four books a year. And I'm like, man, why can't I put a book out like that? Why, why aren't I able to be that productive? Why aren't I able to write like that? Or why am I not able to blah, 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 blah. And interestingly enough, I caught myself uh, over the last couple of months being like, well, you know what? It's because I enjoy my life. It's you know what? It's because I also do a podcast. You know what? It's also because I've had one of the most successful years I've ever had in my speaking business and something's got to give. This person that I was comparing myself to has had the, maybe the worst year in their speaking business. Maybe they haven't been monetizing their speaking and and that they're, they're they're writing a book because they need to find another source of revenue, right? Like and I think this is something that's really important. Like I'm writing this book not because I feel like the book's going to make me a lot of money itself. Like I'm not going to sell a ton of copies. I, it's because I believe the book is going to allow me to charge more money for my speaking. And I believe it's going to open more doors for me with additional speaking opportunities. And so what I, what I think we have to think about in this world, and, and this is the perfect time for this, this episode, right? It's, it's extremely important for us when we're trying to get buy-in on something to present it in a way that, that suits the person we're trying to sell. 
when we're trying to you know, manage our own success and not deal with the lows or the highs, we have to also put things into context and say, is what they're doing the way that I want to achieve success? And this, I'll even take this a step further. You know, I've been going through a divorce for the last couple of years and uh, I have three young daughters and going through a divorce with young kids is not fun. Um, it's nothing I've experienced before. I can tell you it's been the, the hardest struggle for me I've ever had in my life. And so when I start to manage my success, when people are like, Brian, this is the best year you've ever had as an entrepreneur. I'm like, hell yeah, it is. Now, what when they when they get they when they get excited for me, they don't know if it, if I think success was because it's the most revenue generating year. Maybe it's the year I spoke the most amount of times. Maybe it's the year where my divorce didn't distract me as much as it as it as it did the previous years. And I think this is extremely important. We have to remember when we're not only measuring success, but when we're comparing ourselves to others, and when we're trying to get people to agree or to do something that we want them to do, we have to really just take a step back and do each thing individually. We can't drive change the same way that we want to measure success. We can't build our business the same way we want to build relationships. And, and I really do, you know, I've, I've struggled with this for the lifetime of this podcast. I've always said it. You know, I want to make everyone happy. And I've realized a long time ago that trying to make everyone happy really makes nobody happy. But most importantly, it, it prevents you from finding your own happiness. And I think this is this is something for me that um, you know even with this podcast you know I wanted to be doing this every single week but my stress level my work ethic where where I've been traveling uh, has really had me pull back to making this podcast an every other week podcast and you know what I'm okay with that and I and I thank you guys that are the listeners of this show for being okay with that but this podcast is also extremely successful for me. And guess what? It's not successful for download numbers. I don't have the most download numbers. I'm not on the first page of iTunes. I don't have hundreds of reviews of people that listen to my podcast. You know why this podcast is the most successful for me? Because I'm able to change people's lives. And I'm also able to use this as a business development tool for me to find additional speaking gigs for people to discover me, for people to share my content with others. And so as we wrap up 2018, as we start thinking about our goals for 2019, I want you to think about when I'm trying to get buy-in or I'm trying to sell buy-in, I have to do things certain ways. And then the other piece of this is, you know, competition is healthy. Uh, I'm a big believer in listening and learning for what other people are doing. But make sure you put that into context. Make sure you remember, okay, they're doing this and they're achieving this goal. They're also outsourcing it to five different people. They also make the, their goal isn't making a lot of money. Their goal is, you know, social fame. Maybe their goal is to build a, something differently than me. And I think this is this is something we struggle with in this digital world. And you know, I'm a big. I love uh, following uh, the the pro fit people on Instagram, right? The people that are doing uh, fitness challenges and people that are really amazing athletes that have six packs and that work really hard on Instagram. And funny enough. I gain inspiration from them not to work out. Now, yes, I know I should be working out more than I am at the moment, but I gain inspiration from them on like, you know what? Like if I wanted a six pack, I could probably do it. But guess what? I like beer. I also like wings. I also like eating out. I also like enjoyment of food. And if I have to measure the enjoyment of food versus having six pack abs, I weight the the enjoyment of food more than I weight the the enjoyment of being able to post my six pack abs on my Instagram. Instagram account. And so I guess 
that's where I put this in context. That's where I want to challenge you guys is don't be afraid to listen and learn from others. Don't be afraid to celebrate other people's success. Don't be afraid to watch what other people are doing. Just remember to put it in context because it only really matters if they're only truly competition if they want to do the exact same thing as you. And you know what? I would guess the people that you get jealous of, the people that you get, um, you know, maybe you lose your uh, self-esteem with because they're doing great things and you aren't. I'm guessing they have a different version of success than you. And I'm guessing that you can change your mentality and you can look at their success and say, good for them. And then you can use that to drive your own personal success. Guys, I'm a big believer in that we uh, each have a story to tell in this world. I believe we all have the ability to change the world. The first thing we must do is invest in ourselves and better understand ourselves. Self-awareness is the most important skill um, that I could could stress when it comes to, especially being an entrepreneur, but being a creator, being a leader uh, in 2018 and beyond. And you can't be self-aware until you can start putting yourself in the shoes of others that you want to change and putting yourself and keeping your shoes on and saying, Hey, what does my success look like? What does their success look like? Can I be their champion without being jealous of what they're doing? I think together we can all this, we, we together can change the world, but first you must invest in yourself. My name is Brian Fanzo. I want to thank my sponsor, Iographer. I'm going to be doing some Iographer giveaways. Uh, if you guys capture video or take pictures with your phone and you want something that looks more professional, that doesn't shake when you're recording video or taking pictures, or if you want something that you're able to add on different components, let's say you want to add on a microphone to your video, make sure you check out Iographer. Use the, uh, the code ISOCIALFANS social fans with a Z and you'll get a discount. Uh, thank you to Iographer for being a sponsor of this podcast all year long. Uh, a great sponsor, a great friend, Dave and the team over there. And it's a tool that I travel with every single week. It's it's It goes in my book bag and I actually use an Iographer book bag as well. So uh, not only do they have cases, but they have some other good components. If you are a creator, if you're someone that wants to capture and maybe even look a little bit more professional in your content capturing abilities in 2019 and beyond, make sure you check out iographer.com. Until next time, my friends, make it a great day.